Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Paul and Pals podcast is brought to you by staying positive and never giving up. Get it cracking. So usually I'm just ripping and running through the podcast with an episode. And uh, right now I feel like it's a special guest. So we have to actually get professional real quick and give the introduction. So uh, everybody, first time guest, hopefully not the last time. Mr. Nalene Petrie, what's going on? Going on, man. Long time. Long time. I'm happy to be on. Um, it, man. Been looking for this day for a while. Looking forward to it. So I'm, I'm interested to see your opinion on the topic. You are a movie connoisseur. You can go from black and white to the latest and greatest. And you have dissected it and critiqued it. You have a film background um, in different aspects. So you're 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 in, man. You know what you're talking about. Oh, to a degree, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, nah, I about. appreciate the introduction. So we are going to talk about because above all else, moviegoers, movie connoisseurs, we are both comic connoisseurs. We're both yes. superhero connoisseurs. So this one's just going to be one topic and one topic only. And that is the latest edition of the Batman. Yes. The what I should say is, and I'm going to come right off the bat and say the most believable Batman in the cinematic Batman universe. That's my opinion. But, you know, everybody's entitled to their own. And I'll uh, I'll just go by what I saw and how I felt about the film itself. So off the bat, because that's it, we were hitting the ground running. So off the bat, we're going to get into it. I'm going to say I liked it. I had pros. I had cons. I think my pros outweighed my cons. So real quick, and then we can actually start it proper. One to ten, where are you putting it? I'm giving it, uh, honestly, I'm giving it a ten. Right? Wow. I'm giving it a ten. But I'm afraid of what the sequel is going to be like. So this is like a, this is like a 10, this man, it's definitely the best Batman. Okay. And we'll get into that. Um, I'm staying about a 10, but yeah. again, I will throw that out there. I'm afraid of what the sequel are going to be like. And I'll explain that later on as we get there. All right. So me, myself, I gave it, a seven and a half just because okay, I'm, I'm leaving room and I, the negatives kind of got me on my nerves. The positives were awesome. I'm actually thinking what those negatives are. We can get into it. Right. We're going to, well, I want to go into the positives first. Okay. That sounds good. And I guess since I know you have notes. I have a couple of things jotted down. Yeah. I got I like three pages, bro. <laughs> just three pages. I have <laughs> half of a half. I have one full little tiny notebook. So good. But I, I write small. So. All right. So this takes place year two. Yes. I like I love and, and Batman. I used to love Batman. And over time, I then not like Batman because really at the end of the day, he's human. And he has no superpowers. And yet he can slap God in the face and get away with it. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We've had that. We've had that discussion before. Yeah, you're, you're, you're 100% correct. Um, they 
they moved away from Batman being a human vigilante to Batman being a superhero, which uh, I uh, I don't like that either. I don't like that angle of um, of him being a superhero. I don't. Yeah. To me, Batman was never intended to be a superhero. Uh, so you could take your Justice League, and even though I appreciate comics like that, but you could take that Batman. This is not that Batman. I don't like undefeatable, can't be anybody in anything, Batman. Okay. I don't, and and the other reason I, I kind of lost my love for Batman are Batman fans. He's just like, well, he's fighting this person. Ah, oh, he beat him because he's the smartest man ever. All right, how about if he fights the Hulk? Now he beat him. Gonna, how about if he fights Thor? Well, he figures some of it. And I just, we can debate on that, but we're not because that's going to lead us into another rabbit hole. And this is strictly this Batman with some comparisons to the other ones that we'll get to. Yes. So my first pro is I like to take on Gotham. I don't like the Schumacher crazy looks like a, a Wally world version of what it should be. I think the most realistic was probably the Dark Knight trilogy, because it was just Chicago. They just based it off of a city. And it was just like, all right, well, this is Gotham. This one, at first, I at first, it was like split second. I didn't like it. But then I just watched it. I watched it twice. And then the second time, I was like, all right, it's a good depiction of Gotham. Okay. Yeah, so I was good with that. What? The slums, the 100%. darkness of it, and the landscape. 100%. It was 100% dystopian, which uh, I loved about it. Um, it was dark. It was corrupt. Gotham itself was his own character in the story. Everybody's a fucking villain. If you're not, a, I'm sorry, can I curse? Yeah. Okay. Everybody's a villain. Um, if you're not a villain, you're a victim. You know what I mean? And you got to think about it. You got to look at it throughout the whole thing. Even Gordon was bending and breaking the law, bringing in a vigilante. You know what I mean? So everybody was uh was damaged so this itself gotham is his own character in it angry hungry uh lawless phenomenal gotham i picture gotham just like this and and you're right when you go back to the bail uh i guess the the nolan's gotham and stuff like that yeah it didn't really play much into the stories of the batman for those series whereas here if you think about it like when you were watching them how much uh when you watch the, the nolan batmans can you say that gotham was actually really a living breathing thing in those films so to your point I, the the lore of batman and batman movies comics anything that's related to batman gotham to your point is a character yes for anything batman related yes gotham should Gotham should be a character in itself. Right. I, I think it is. Cause, but if you think about like some of the other Batmans, you really didn't get that feeling. As far as like, to me, I never got the feeling that in the Nolan Batmans or the Keaton Batmans, Schumacher, Burton, whatever, Gotham never really was uh, depicted as like it was an afterthought. I really didn't. It wasn't in the forefront. It wasn't breathing to me. It didn't seem like it was. It mattered. Like you said, it, they put it in Chicago. 
You know what I mean? Like here, like this is more New York. Yeah. It's based kind of like more New York, yeah. but maybe I'm biased about that as well. But the fact of the matter is that when you saw Bath, when you saw Gotham and how seedy it was, to me, I just felt like this is, you know, it could be a person. So that that's one way that I saw Gotham. And I, maybe it's because I'm looking at through a filmmaker slash writer's eye or writer slash filmmaker's eye because I'm more of a writer. But that's how I felt. That's how your city, if you're writing about somebody like a vigilante in a city like that, then, yeah, the city has to be hungry. City has to be breathing. It's, it's like a fucking wolf waiting to eat people. And that's what that city was. That's how I felt Gotham was and how it should be depicted. I think it was the best depiction of Gotham. I think Schumacher's was a joke. Yeah. I think Nolan's was Can't, Nolan's uh, was catered uh, to the masses. It was Gotham was its own cast, but it was just so plain that it just didn't, like you said, didn't do anything to anybody. Like it was just a city instead of just the little things that make Gotham Gotham. Right. It just took place in Gotham. The story of Batman for Nolan's took place in Gotham. Whereas this Batman, you know, it was all tied in. Like, but that goes with just everything about the rest of the stuff that made the film. And that's, you know, there's other little things, but yeah, you're right. Gotham, Gotham here was, like I said, was up up in the forefront of stuff, which I felt was important. If we're going to grade it, I'd probably give this Batman's Gotham the best. I'm actually a fan of, and after just thinking about the other versions, probably Burton's was probably the next best depiction of Gotham. Not, it wasn't put on the spotlight, but the things that I remember that it showed was was kind of Gotham-y. I think uh, Burton's Gotham was very gothic. It was one of the first, like, it was it was the first dark Batman movie. Well, it was the only Batman movie at that time. Uh, yeah, but that was the first time that it was it went away from the, yeah, uh, the TV uh, version. It went away right. from the comic version because the comics made a dark turn due to the movies. Like, right, but it won't it it won't hold up. Like it doesn't hold up. Hit the the Batman, the Michael Keaton Batman doesn't hold up today. I think it does. The first um, one, I think it does. When I you go into the other two, uh, or the other one, the one with DeVito and um, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, that can be debated because they took a, a kind of a, a squirrely turn with all the clowns and all that stuff, and, and they went a different route. But I think the first one was was all right. I think it holds. Okay. Um I'll suggest you probably watch it again. <laughs> Fair enough. You refresh yourself with it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think I have to because I, I've fucking seen it like 3 billion times. And, and don't get me wrong. It's, it's sentimental. I love it because, yeah, it was the first Batman that we got uh, in our age. You know, because Adam West came before us. You know, that, yeah. that, so you have to look at it like this. It, the reason why I say it won't hold up today is because it's very campy. Um, yeah, 
look look at that Batman, like go back and like even think about some of the things where, you know, the Batwing flies up in front of the moon and he's collecting these big ass air balloons. It's very campy. To me, I was like, all right, yeah. And, and for the 80s, it was our Batman. We grew up with it. Um, so it holds that value of this is our Batman. This is our generation Batman. And, and then movies just like, of course, evolved. And then when Bale's Batman came out, you know, we were like, yeah, this, you know, this is Batman grown up, you know, I'm not even counting Val Kelmore, George Clooney. I'm just bypassing though. And I'm like, you know, we're like, this is the, the Nolan Batmans is like, yeah, this is, this is, this is a darker Batman that's grown up. And, you know, um, which I have my issues with that. I have a lot of issues with the Nolan Batman. Um, but that's, that's for another show. Uh, but again, it, it, it doesn't hold up. Like I, I believe that that Keaton's Batman and Burton's Batman doesn't hold up, and his Gotham was gothic, um, but it was also campy, and it wasn't as dark as I can recall. Not, not like what Nolan's and what this Batman is. One hundred percent agree that the first Batman. Now, when I go Burton's Batman, I'm just talking about the first one. Um, exclude the Danny DeVito. <laughs> I think, yeah, huh? I think Schumacher did number two. Didn't Schumacher did number two? I believe Burton did number two. I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm gonna be honest with you. And shame on me for not researching that. But again, like and I only retain so much shit at this age of my life that I'm <laughs> like the the reason I I don't put that Batman in number two, Batman Returns. Because it upped the campiness. Yeah. The amount of campy that the first Batman was, I think if you compare it to Nolan's and this one, then it's not going to match. But I think it holds. I think there's a difference. I don't think it matches, but I think it still holds. When you go into the Batman's, like, I don't think you can see, see that movie and go, I don't like like they, that Batman's cheesy or da, da, da. I think if you see it, you'd be like, all right, like decent depiction of like Nicholson as the Joker. Like they it was it was a well-rounded movie. If you're gonna compare it, it's probably not gonna hold. If you hold it on its own stature, I think yeah. it holds. I think when you you just I just cringed when a little bit inside, like when you said Nicholson's Joker. Uh I I can't picture uh anybody else is a joker other than Heath. Heath did a great job. Um he turned the Joker into its own thing. Nicholson's yeah. Joker was yeah. a kind comic, of, like it was, but it was yeah. based it off it was very campy for sure. But it was based off the look, the feel, his jokes, killing people, like the, the smile that was on his face because of the chemical things. Like they by the time Nolan's came around like they were making their own version of it. If you're going mm-hmm. off of the, what the foundation was, right. was the shit as the Joker because he depicted what the Joker is very well, comic book wise, old school right. wise. Right, right, right. I can right. see that. I agree with you on that. That's, that's why I say it holds. His 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 Joker is is very true to the comic, right? Um, the look itself. And darkness wise, I think that they they kind of like uh, they didn't fully go all the way 
in the darkness of, of that Joker with Nicholson because, again, they had ratings that they have, like, have changed. Standards have changed since then. But with that said, the Nicholson Joker, he collected a body count in that movie. Yeah. He murked quite a few people. He took out a whole museum. A whole museum worth of people died. On the news, person killed over on live news. Like, it wasn't dark like what you would expect this day and age dark to be. Right. It had its, it had definitely had its darkness for sure. It had its darkness. It had its yeah. 1989 darkness. Because if you yeah. break down that darkness, the Joker was a maniac. Yeah. But you have to remember that, you know, you have to look at it the way I, I see it as like, what is when I it's very hard. Well, I shouldn't say hard. I sh- what I should say is very often I don't like to suspend belief on things. You know, you're more um, realistic. Yeah, I-, I don't like my films to to suspend a lot of belief on things. Like especially, I, I get like the Marvel and the Star Wars stuff and things of that nature, sci-fi, you know, comic books. And even though Batman is based on the comic book stuff, but again, I don't see him as a superhero. So it's kind of really hard for me to want to suspend belief and stuff like that. Um, but how do we get onto that subject anyway? Uh, just the, we start talking about the darkness and actually okay. it all starts from Gotham. Yeah. Okay. It all starts from Gotham. All right. So let's move on. I like another pro. I like the fact, and you just harped on it. It wasn't a superhero movie. Yes, it was a detective. Sh- like it was, it was it a was, detective thriller. I'm going to tell you exactly the word that it was. It's a noir. I, I try to think about that. I, I kept not thinking. I couldn't think of the word. Right there, when when with that alone. That right there is the fucking one in my 10. The most important number is the noir because I'm such a big noir fan that this film, like I said, every other film, Nolan's catered to the masses. Batman was very campy. This film was a dark noir. Perfect film, man. Perfect setting. You know what it reminded me of? Because it was a based on a superhero, but took a turn. The Winter Soldier, how that was a espionage spy kind of feel to it. Yes. This Agreed. was the detective noir version of like it was based off of Batman. But it was kind of in his most basic of elements. The storyline wasn't catered to somebody flying around to having, you know, some crazy villain. It was a detective story. Agreed. That's why I'm afraid of the sequel. We're going to get into that because I thought about that. And it there's they opened the door for a possible outstanding sequel. We're going to get into that. The tech I was on and off with. I like the detective tech of the recordable eye contacts. I think that was a beautiful touch to what the character, what Batman is. Um, I liked how he was in the back cave writing down a journal for the whole entire day. He had like a diary going on. I like that part of Batman. I think as far as that goes, like Batman did good. 
we're going to go into what I didn't like about Batman, but the actual portrayal of Batman and what he was and how he handled everything. And it was year two. So he's only one year in. Um, I think this one was as close as you possibly can be to the comic book year one. And I was a fan of year one. So I think they did a great job as far as that goes. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to agree there on that. Uh, I love that they kept the tech and the gadgets very to a minimal, um, very minimal. He, there was no, you know, his, his grapple gun, of course, and things of that nature. Um, but there wasn't really much more than some of the stuff that he had on him, uh, as far as like the, whatever he had on his arm, the spikes or whatever that, that came out that shot shit. Um, and the eye, of course, the earpiece, the motorcycle made the most sense to me. Like there wasn't no bat cycle. It was a regular motorcycle. He changed into his character when he needed it. He got out of his character when he needed it. He rode around basically in his motorcycle. We're going to, I know we're going to get to the Batmobile. So I'm going to hold off on that. We're going to get to the Batmobile. So I like the fact that it was very minimal in, in tech wise. Um, and I, I believe the flight scene was the accurate, most accurate way and most plausible was the word I'm looking for. The most plausible way to show that flight scene. Yes. Flight. I have one I issue with that scene. I don't ha- I have an issue when you see Batman gliding with his cape and shit like that. That that I had a problem with that. I think that this was the best way to pull that flight scene off and make it plausible and believable. So I, I'm with you until he pulled his parachute and got annihilated by a bridge, a truck, and the well, concrete. He, remember. When I, I see, I saw the film four times and I slow it down every time at that portion. I'm like, anybody else would have fucking died because they're going to hit the side yeah. of that bridge. And it, but if you look at it, he hit the underpass of the bridge, the light. And I think that's what really like spared his ass. And the fact that probably his bat suit has got, you know, but then again, again, that's part of suspending belief, right? Yeah. You still, that's part of the problems that we have with all. Oh, yeah. But I think that. With with that said, the flight suit itself was the most plausible way to pull that scene off. I'd say this: uh, most plausible, most realistic. Uh, he got the parachute caught the bridge. Mm-hmm. His body kicked up, ricocheted off the the bridge while still moving. Like the parachute right. slowed him down, but he ricocheted, right. came up, hit hit the bridge, bounced off the truck. And hit the ground at a decent amount of speed because he just kept going for a little bit. Uh-huh. So the only problem I have is if you didn't kill him, that's fine. I'll you should be broken. Him to just get up and walk away like I right, yeah, the yeah. shadows I go. Well, I say I say that about accidents. Look, man, you and I share that. I can see that, dude. The minor, the, the fender bender that we had that we didn't we walk like, away from. We, walk, we had to crawl out of man. So there's no way when I see accident scenes in a film and I see the fucking character get up and walk away or whatever, I'm like, it's very rare. Like, I understand adrenaline. I've seen it before in the news, a car crash or somebody's trying to escape and they, they have an accident. All of a sudden they hop out the car and they're running. Adrenaline, yeah. You know, I can, I can see that. 
But I have the same thing about suspended belief when it comes to accidents and shit like that. There's certain things that I'm like, you know, you're not going to walk away from. Like, you know, you're not going to walk away from that. No one can. It took itself so realistic that I have a problem with that. If this was a regular uh, Ben Affleck version or Christian Bale version, I could see them. I could see that and go, all right. But this place, this one took it in such a realistic point of view that when it happened, I was like, yeah, you're probably not getting enough from that. So, yeah, minus that part, you're going to set a tone. And then, you know, my my reaction is based off of that tone. Their tone was so on the realistic side of it that when that happened, I just had to be like, yeah, nah. But again, I can probably suspend disbelief on that. It just when when you told me about that part, I was like, nah, it's a cool part. But that ending, yeah, I don't know about that. Same thing with the ending. But I'm like, the flight scene is plausible. I would have had it a little bit differently. I would have like not hit the under, you know, not hit the bottom of the bridge or whatever, uh, and not hit the bus or just something a little bit different. But it worked out to me. I'm like, I have no real issue with it. Like I could push that aside. It's not. It's not a con. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, 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 I can push that aside. I'll, I'll give it as a little slight negative, but not really a con. Uh, I do like. I like the like I said the realistic point uh, approach. Is only year two. So before he made that jump, he ran to the rooftop. And when he yeah, got shit. to the edge, she was like, oh, shit. Like, he was like, yeah. wow, uh, I'm a little nervous about this one. But that goes to the realistic, uh, the, the, the realism of the character itself. Yeah. You know, you, you can relate to the character being scared or nervous or apprehensive when he gets to that point. It's like, is this really going to work? But you don't really have any options. It's a cool version to see because, again, nobody really depicted Batman at year two. Every time Batman shows up, he's just been doing it in KMS. Yeah, he's yeah. established. Return for part two of the Paul and Piles podcast reviews. The Batman. Same Paul and Piles channel. Same Paul and Piles time. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-b